Hello and welcome back to the Figcast, I guess. Um, <laughs> it feels weird saying that. And I uh, hope everyone's doing really well. I hope everyone had a good holiday and a happy new year and have been staying safe during, uh, I guess, wave three of COVID um, and all that good stuff. Um, I'm joined today by ASP, who is one of the people leading uh, all the things happening at uh, FI Action. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. I'm very well. Thank you very much. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think about what we talked about when we last spoke, and I think the overriding message was one of um, have hope and don't give up and continue plugging away, keep writing to your MPs, etc. And there was a bit of, uh, I don't want to call it negative news, but I think there was a bit of an impasse reach to some extent where people were like, oh, well, this is uh, a cabinet minister saying that there's no chance of redress, or is it the DCMC shadow minister? Um, I don't remember who it is. Sorry, I don't follow. The yeah, the, the letters are the same from, it could be, um, the gambling minister it could be DCMS, it could be, yeah, they're yeah. all the same. And um, we also saw the Lee Day email that we're going to go over as well, which I think was read differently by different people. Um, but uh, yeah, why don't we why don't we start on that, actually? Like, so we've kind of had, at this point, three different streams of potential redress, one being Lee Day, one, win, one being Begbies, and the other being through government reform or redress rather. So why don't we talk about the lead day email first and foremost, ASP. There is a lot of language in there that I think may have confused people or a lot of people would have understood one thing as another. So do you want to summarize what, what happens there and, and where that might go? Yeah, I think one of them, and this is quite disappointing, one of the misunderstandings that I saw was that this related somehow to getting money back by potentially suing the gambling commission like that's absolute or, or some sort of that's that's nothing to do with what lee day have ever been doing to re-clarify because we covered this on the last podcast lee day have always from the very beginning been looking at private potential private legal claims against the directors of football index nothing to do with the government directly nothing to do with the gambling commission because it's you can't really it's very difficult to bring cases like that um, so that's specifically what they were they were looking at now in order to find out whether there were was or are potential legal claims that are worthwhile pursuing they carried out a very extensive investigation so we've been working with them over the last nine months mm. um, and going through lots of you know, spending lots of time going through different different you know, bits of information and putting something together and working with their QCs who are advising them and there may and on that basis you know there may well be grounds for claims the problem is is it has to be worthwhile in terms of there being and this is the case of all litigation there has to be something for everyone i.e us as clients and them as a firm for it to be worthwhile and the mm -hmm. problem is is at the moment the visibility on the assets of the directors is that they don't really have anything and realistically if you think about who we were talk dealing with like kieran and um mike they don't really have a pot to piss in um and adam might have a little bit but again you know people that have even a little bit of wealth tend to structure it in a way that protects it etc etc mm -hmm. so when you're talking about 124 million of open bets 
there just really isn't that sort of money anywhere close to that sort of money as a pot that would make a legal claim worthwhile that's not to mm-hmm. say that there aren't legal claims potentially there are but you know there's no point bringing a claim and winning and either having to pay for it or not really getting anything out of it it's not like no one does that so 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 just to get it straight because i'm, I'm going to try and ask stupid questions because no that's, like, I, you I, should I, yeah <laughs> um I, I wouldn't class myself stupid but i i don't know anything about politics or anything about the law um so was the intention to basically try and investigate and see whether or not there was a pot there? Um, yes, yeah. As so, well as so, the actual claim itself. You need to have two things. Sure. You need to have the basis of the claim and the, and the pot of money. Sure. So cynically speaking, mm-hmm. would you not want to look at if there's a pot there before going through you know, what I'm sure was a grueling amount of work. Like, you know, I, we've spoken to Lee Day before on this podcast and they were great. And, you know, I've, I've been in email chains with them, uh, you know, offering help and, and organizing podcasts and, and media stuff as well. Um, they've clearly done a lot of work on this. But is there a reason why there wasn't looked at at first in terms of, oh, there's actually some money that we can go after here to find redress for our clients rather than doing all the investigative work? Or was that investigative work done anyway so that if someone else wanted to take it on or if someone wanted the evidence they could kind of use it against whoever needs to be prosecuted or looked at so but so the work was done because this happened back in march and lee day are an activist law firm okay that basically try to help people whenever these things happen Got it. and so for them they just get into it and they're like right what can we do here let's look at the claim and investigate the source of money and the pot of money thing, it's not a very clear thing because even now, like there may be other people that may be, uh, you know, related where they may have more substantial funds, but it may be at this stage seen as m- much less likely, but things could change during the course of time. So what's happening here is it's not like a, f- a final thing and everything always moves together because the other thing that wasn't intended was no one knew what was going to happen with the administration because when Lee Day became in, became involved, um, it was possible that Football Index might at that time could come back. I mean, I'm not saying it would have, but that was sort of the, one of the possible angles. Yeah. Um, and so Lee Day were doing their thing regardless of anything else. They had always, you know, wanted just to get into it and see what they could do to help. And then as time's gone on, Begbie's trainer, who are the administrators, once the company can be relaunched and it's been moved into liquidation, they then sort of move into their next step, which is they have the power to bring claims against directors. And so when you're then looking at it, it's not that Lee Day basically should have investigated loads of pots of money, sure, have sure. done loads of work. And then it, what's happened is, is that there's been a very good cooperation between every everyone involved in this and it makes much more sense and this doesn't have to happen. This is, I just want to be clear. So the work that Lee Day have done, which is, which is not chargeable mm-hmm. uh, in, 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 in its initial like um, kind of cost, it's not chargeable because that's the basis of the no win fee agreement we signed. Yeah. Like that doesn't have to go anywhere. That can literally sure. just, that was them wanting to help. That can just disappear now and they won't get paid for yeah. what's a huge amount of money. Like it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds. They won't get paid for it. Mm. Because the way they work is when they win these cases, it's like feast and famine. 
yeah. they win cases, they have lots of money, they put a bit of it aside to, to then help to investigate new potential claims to help people. So they can kind of afford to do it because they've got other stuff going on, but they're not yeah. going to get paid for that as, as we're, as we're, as we're yeah, saying yeah. right now. And what happened was because Begbie's trainer have more uh, greater powers that are specific to administrators to go after company directors, it makes sense, most people think, and I agree, for them to join the claim or for Lee Day, for Begbie's to essentially take on the claims that Lee Day were investigating as well and uh, any relevant evidence. Now, again, that doesn't have to happen, but to the point which I think I've seen, which maybe some people might ask, which is, I think it mentioned that if they were to take on the evidence or give it to Begbie's, they, they would charge a fee for it, which would be a discount. I mean, personally speaking, first of all, like I've met um, and spent the last almost year working with Lee Day, like they're phenomenal women, the, the people that have been working with us. And to be honest, We'll get on to next. Like, I'm actually really disappointed at the level of like involvement and like composure and dedication from some of the men in the community when I've worked with these women who have been absolutely like resolutely determined and now saying, okay, well, we're happy to give this over. Can we charge a small fee just to get even a little bit of our cost back? I personally think that's fair enough. But even then, that doesn't have to happen. And if that didn't happen, Begbies would still need to, in respect of other claims that, um, in respect of these claims, they'd still need to gather some sort of evidence and then they'd be incurring costs anyway. So the whole thing to me, I know there's sensitivity over lots of different things, but the whole sure. thing to me over this is it's, it's just really, it's nothing much. So, so, so I think we're getting into the details a little bit here, but on the Begbie side, mm. what is their next course of action? Because essentially like my understanding and limited as it is, is that, they are now drawing down the company and liquidating any existing assets, right? Well, it's well, they they are, but it's actually so. This is where the long process comes now because before they do that, and that's what what that's what that's what we're trying to do here, basically. So, in this links because back for me about, that was the next step, right? Before anything else well, can happen, draw yeah, it but down. That liquidation is is a lot can be a very long process depending right. on what else is going on. And in this instance, what's going on is they're now investigating uh, the directors for wrongful trading, sure, uh, and as well as taking on the lead A claims. Which, on the balance of probabilities, I think basically, and this is this links back to what we were saying about the pots of money for lead A. It yeah. doesn't make sense for lead A to go after the directors, even though because there is some money there. So there is some money there where if the claim is successful, you know it will be brought back into you know our hands. It makes more sense for Begbie's to sure. take that on um, and you and do that as part of their now investigation and claims against director stage. Then that money will come back into the creditor pot. And then when the company is liquidated, the pot will be larger. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's happening with them there. Makes sense. Um, so, so how long will that process potentially take? It could take, and, and all of this, all of this, which I think I said before, could take a long time. So you know, the, the, this liquidation process could take up to a year. It could from, take more. From, take as less. in from like last month, March. As in from now. From now. Okay, got it. Yeah. It could take less. It could take, I don't know. It could be six. The, the one thing is I don't know, and the other thing is no one knows because yeah. it, all these things depends on what comes up or what doesn't come up. So it could be six months, it could be twelve months, it could be eighteen months. Sure, makes um, sense. And yeah, so 
I'm just going to look through. Was there anything else you wanted to ask? On that? No, no, no. I, I think after the Begbie's thing, wanted to move on MPs and, and and kind of people that have spoken to their MPs and, and whether or not there's any been movement on any political stances. Because I think there was something quite interesting that got posted um, by uh, the Eagle at 0001 Eagle, like the bird. And this was uh, Chris Phillip who answered, and I don't know who Chris Phillip is. He's gambling minister. Gambling minister, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, he answered something on the 10th of January, which is two days ago from recording, which we're recording on the 12th of January. The Government Ang- uh, Gambling Act Review is taking a close look at the effectiveness of the regulatory framework and whether further protections are needed to ensure that all those who choose to gamble can do it safe- safely. As part of its broad scope, the review is looking at the suitability of existing customer redress arrangements, and we called for evidence on whether changes are needed to better support individuals who feel they have been treated unfairly or harmed by gambling operators in breach of their social responsibility obligations. We will publish a white paper outlining our conclusions and proposal for reform in the coming months. Uh, And the question was from uh, James Wilde, who's a Conservative MP, to ask the Secretary of State for digital culture, media and sport if she will make it her policy to introduce an individual right of address for consumers who suffer harm under society, uh, social responsibility obligations on uh, gambling um, on gambling operators and you know that wasn't directly responding to a FI question so to speak but I mean it sounds to me, and again, cynically looking at this, it sounds as though the government want to, um, and, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, m- make it sound hopeless or anything like that at all. I'm, I'm trying to do the opposite by, by doing this with um, FI action. It sounds like what the government are trying to do is basically trying to put a pin in this and say, this was awful, horrible happened to all our customers, and then put into put in some sort of, BTEC version of an FCA redress scheme um, that is government backed because, you know, we've printed loads of money anyway, why not do a bit more? Um, and and that if something like this will ever happen again, which you'd think it wouldn't because the Gum- uh, Gambling Commission might want to be more on it with things like this or any all gambling platforms, um, there'd be some sort of redress scheme. So how have you read into that specifically, but also just generally the, the, the feeling um, that MPs have been giving off? So that specific question I read, because again, it's important in this and just in the whole thing, just to be, uh, say it as I see it truthfully, sure. regardless of what anyone feels or thinks. That I read as um, they, yeah, they'll probably introduce something. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's going to lead to anything that relates to government paying out. I think that'll be yeah. actually... There'll be requirements on operators to maybe hold funds to pay out. To be, it'll be, it'll be the, the onus will be on the companies to be able to provide redress uh, to people who have been harmed. I don't think there'll be anything that the government will do, and there'll be in the legislation more funding for the gambling commission to regulate harder so that that happens less. But yeah, I don't think anything's going to be relevant there to us and uh, this sort of thing and, and governments paying out. And to, in relation to your question about the vibe, I mean, so the vibe, there's, there's, there's two different um, aspects of this sentiment or feeling. One is this, is this is the feeling from the government and one is the feeling from MPs. The feeling from MPs on the whole, obviously there are those that maybe are different or, or don't have the same feeling, but overwhelmingly the feeling from most MPs, and this is, and this is where we really need to get into 
the importance of like how we're dealing with the situation is because people or those people that did really put in a lot of effort doing what was exactly asked of them at the right time in the right way and even those that met their MPs like you know we get sent all the a lot of these letters to our inboxes so we see that a lot of MPs are really have a, have a genuine desire to help and get money back for everyone now mm-hmm. that's that side of things obviously there's a bridge because they're just MPs there's a bridge then to the government where the money is and they obviously, as we know, and as we always expected, which is why I don't see there's any need throughout this process for any sort of pessimism. Like we obviously knew that at the first instance and, and all the way along, they'll, they'll try as hard as they can to not have to pay out. But we know that and we're going to we, we're going to change that. They uh, have given their have given their position in the letters that you mentioned, the DCMS letter and the Philp letter is just that they're passing that off, this off as a gambling operator that failed. The report itself, as I've said before, was extremely limited. It's basically just to kind of, in my view, everyone knows it was an absolute shit show. No one obviously wants to take responsibility and pay for it. Let's kind of push it to the side. But let, but, but at the same time, I do genuinely believe they are trying to implement strong gambling reform. I know that doesn't help us, but I'm just saying that's just the reality of things. That's what they're trying to do is that I think they know this was a huge fuck up. There's nothing there that allows them or makes them even want to do anything because the cost is a lot but they're moving on to this reform of, of the white book. Now, the gap between those two things is basically what we're now trying to move on to close in a way that makes this sort of undeniable to everyone in power, I, both of those two groups, so that they're almost in the same uh, room or in the same kind of, uh, it's inescapable in, in parliament, basically, so that, and there are and, and and so there are other things that we can go kind of go into here. So one of the angles that we're looking at potentially is now that we've got all these MPs on board, um, two things. One is uh, which we said before, we're working on, and you, everyone has to forgive us because it was Christmas and people had COVID, so it's <laughs> going to take a bit longer. This big document, which basically is part of the problem with the MPs, they're like, we want to help. What can we do? And also, yeah. what actually happened? Yeah. Um, which as much as you say it, it, you know, this happened or that happened, and as much as people have you know, great, in, in a great way talked to their MPs, the real, 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 like clear, um, specific detail of how like insidious and sort of, and malicious and just disgraceful this whole thing was, yeah. it has to be laid out in paper for everyone to see. Yeah. And, 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 and in- more importantly, it has to be done... And again, sorry, like I'm not teaching you to suck eggs here at all, but like it's important that it's not done in a, as you know, we know how many things happened here, but like it, it can't be done in a way that is another 50 page report, right? So having something concise that someone can look at and say, okay, shit, like this is, this is really fucked up. Um, it's probably also important, right? Yeah, there'll be a cover, there'll be a cover summary. Because yeah. again, MP, even my MP I spoke to, he was like, can you, I, he'll read the whole thing. But and also for there to be a summary, which is what we'll do. Um, but for can I just add pe- one more thing? Sorry, um, I I have basically since FI collapsed moved um, not far away, but enough as so that I moved boroughs in London, and so I'd written to my former MP and now my current MP, and just kind of wrote it off and, and didn't get anything for ages. But I did get a response um, actually from Diane Abbott. Um, uh, I think about a week ago, 
which was quite interesting because obviously I'd sent the email a while ago and I wonder if there is not an uprising ASP, but like something that's happened within cabinets where people is like, you know, this is actually really messed up. Have you spoken to your constituents about it, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and I don't know if there's something that's happened that's made them suddenly respond or suddenly keep asking. Cause I, f- I feel like there was a bit of a lull for maybe about a month and a half. Um, and now there seems to be some momentum regaining. I don't know. I mean, personally, I think it was probably a, a little bit slower, but I think that's just the nature of how long MPs take to reply. And, yeah. and from my side, I saw in the six weeks before Christmas, yeah, there was good momentum, but I don't think anything specific has happened. I mean, it may have. I think is I don't know that may something may have happened, but I just prefer in this whole thing to just go on what we know, yeah, and what we what we know and what we can do. And what we know, because everyone knows what's happened here. Yeah, you know, everyone knows this is a fun. But I am, um, I. Sorry, I interrupted you when you were talking about that document. So you were talking about how you said that your yeah. MP would read it and you'd have a cover letter, etc. Yeah. So that's basically going to go to every. That's going to be another thing which everyone will have to send to their MPs, and the purpose of that is really to do, basically, to, multiple things. One is to give MPs the full story. More importantly it's specific there'll be a specific um, response to the government's current position and this, that's what this will be which people need to understand the reason why things can get frustrating is you just have to deal in a process like western democracy sees one of the benefits is like you actually have the ability to communicate with people who are obliged legally as your mp to you know write to people it sounds it seems to us like it's slow and cumbersome but unfortunately, it's the best way that democracy works. And people, you know, it's a, it's, it's a system which you have to get into and follow the rules and processes. But what's going to be in this letter is a specific response to the government's current position, basically just destroying it. And in, in doing that as powerfully as possible, there'll be potentially one or two other requests. And, and this is pending some, some good meetings we've got coming up with some important MPs. Mm-hmm. The leader of um, the Lib Dems we're meeting, actually, who's awesome. talked about supporting us. Um, there's potential for setting up a select committee, maybe even a cross-party committee, um, to really just now hold the government to, to account and put mm-hmm. the spotlight on how they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. They failed in the independent report. They failed after the report. And basically, for MPs to, to get a hold of the situation... And basically grab the government by the neck, push them against the wall and say, you need to look at this properly now. Um, yeah, I, I, because the responses from 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 some of the, uh, the, the, the questions that have been asked in Parliament are, are ridiculous, right? It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I saw Ginger Pirlo tweet something really good, which was like, you know, this wasn't the failure of a gambling company. This was, you know as you said malicious malicious intent yeah. behind it like there was failure as a part of it but there was a lot of malicious intent behind what happened and how it happened yeah so the, that, that's the, so what we need to do in, in this with this thing is we need to get the government to uh, undeniably accept the real truth of the story because only you can't you can't get to any sort of possibility of talking about redress unless there's a basis for that and if there's ba- and if the basis from their perspective now is that a gambling operator failed, then obviously legally it's a very safe position. If, for example, and one of the other things that we'll probably push for in this is a proper, proper, um, full either public inquiry or whether it's select committee or investigation by another investigator, based on all the things that we're going to put in this document, because we're going to put in this document in, in the same way, we're going to show how um, 
just incredibly limited and essentially what a failure the independent investigation was in not answering any key questions. Because if the narrative actually turns out that the Gambling Commission licensed a Ponzi scheme based on expert um, you know, assessment, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, then the government can't deny that. The government then have to say that the Gambling Commission licensed a Ponzi scheme. And then every conversation that flows from that is just very different. Yeah. So that's absolutely. why this is really important. And that's just one thing, but it's probably the biggest thing um and it's just yeah people you know again it'll be very easy to follow it's literally just sending an email um and it but it's but it's crucially important it'll probably be delayed a bit because we've also got this meeting with uh, the leader of the lib dems and he's you know we're, we're going to learn more from that about actually what is the best way to attack this at the moment um and we may have to change something slightly but it's all kind of there with our strategy that, we, that we've kind of been following this whole time Nice. Um, I, I'm aware that we're, we've already spoken for almost half an hour. We've got like quite a bit to go through. So the, the second point that you wanted to cover was community involvement. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to be, I'll just say it straight off the cuff. I'll be brutally honest because that's just what I said. I'm really disappointed with a lot of people. Um, I'm really like, encouraged and happy that a lot of people have done what they've been asked to do and have you know shown resolve. But I think it links back to what I said about Lee Day. Like I went to meet them and um, I've been working with them for a long time. And I know we're in the 21st century about gender equality and stuff, but like, I just see like, they're so tenacious. Like you should see the way they talk. Like they're so tenacious about justice and they don't even, they haven't even lost anything. And then sometimes I flick on the timeline and I see these comments like, oh, like what, uh, is that the end of the story? Like what are we, we're not going to get anything back. And it's just, I said this on the last podcast, but we don't need anything just for the avoidance of doubt other than resolute, not all the time, but just like the way I see it is, I said this before, get on with your life because you can't change what's happened already. Go about your life. When something comes on FY action, switch into gear, deal with it as aggressively and detailed and as resolutely and efficiently as possible with the firm intention that you're going to get your, that we're going to fight to get our money back. And just stay in that process and then get on with mm -hmm. your life, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't need like throwaway comments from anyone. We just need focus, stick to the task. And when it's done at the very, very end, which could be in two years, then you can say something. But right now it's just pointless. The only thing we need is just support. And the reason why I'm saying that is I'm going to be the one writing a lot of this document and it's going to be like tens of thousands of words. Part of me thinks like, why the fuck am I doing this? When I see people like saying certain things, like we as a we as a group, like there are people in the group that have spent. Again, I remember being on holiday with uh, Zi Dave. Um, and you you were on him. holiday was, with him? No, no, I was on holiday <laughs> and I was talking to him, and I was just thinking, and it was his. He was on a break as well, but like we were just there all day for like a good few days, going over something to do with the administration. And like people have worked really hard in this yeah. group and what they don't need, they don't need doubt from people yeah. and they don't need pessimism. They don't even need optimism. They just need, as I said, I've said this before, resolute, consistent, just application. You don't even even have to be, um, you know, determined. Just do what we need, please, and just be you know supportive and 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 we will all do what we can possibly do to get maximize the chance of getting back what we can because i'm really determined to do it but it just doesn't feel nice when i'm really determined 
and it feels like everything's coming on the shoulders of six people and there's a lot of people who are kind of just like i don't know it's just it's just not a nice feeling i guess yeah i, I totally agree i think there's a lot of I don't know, like even when you posted uh, from FI Action that we were doing this podcast together, um, which uh, in terms of the engagement and the amount of likes and retweets everything gets, it's, it's amazing, right? Like um, I don't have uh, the figure count on my phone anymore um, and I just check in like every now and then. Um, but I, th- I think that's that kind of get on with your life but engage when you need to engage is super important and like if it means logging out your account um or muting everything but like having notifications on for fi action so you're not kind of consumed by um thinking about it all the time but when you do think about it you think about it in a positive light and you think about it in a kind of like um strong-willed way if that makes sense and you know i think i I retweeted an mp asking a question about football index that got like 400 likes or something like that like that that is the type of energy that we need to kind of um manifest and use in every time fi action asks for us to do something because like i think asp said it on the last podcast like the only way that something will happen is if there is enough outrage and enough like willingness to like really fight for like uh the money that we've lost um and if that doesn't happen then you know it's it's very I, I think good thing it's, is, sorry to interrupt, the good on, thing sorry. is we, we, we've put ourselves in a good position. Oh, uh, like, and again, absolutely I, I don't want to be amazing, optimistic. right? Again, I'm not going to be, I don't live in optimism or pessimism. I'm just saying the reality is mathematically, we, we've done whatever, we, we've done the best we can with getting all these MPs on site to maximise our chances going forward now. Yeah, and, and, and look, like, if you'd said, um, like, in March that we will have consistent flow of like um mps responding mps asking questions um in parliament etc etc like that's a and having like a big reputable law firm done all the work that they've done so far begbie's also being on side in the sense that they know that fi uh you know uh twats basically like you know from from kind of what i've heard um uh down the grapevine and I, I think we're in a position now where like the next push will come from something, as you mentioned, like having that documentation, showing MPs exactly what's happened when and how. And now that we have all the evidence, we have the reports, we have the, um, you know, the, the kind of accounting uh, numbers and stuff like that as well. It's a lot easier to paint that picture and we can kind of say, oh, this was weird when that happened, but we actually, we know why that happened now type of thing. Um, the third point you wanted to cover and, 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 um, put a hammer on nail's head was other things that are going on um including mp meetings foi requests uh, gc questions and lead day credit cards as well yeah so so we've touched on some of them this again links to what i guess we were saying before um there's always stuff going on like there's always stuff going on so again people don't need to like if there, if there are silences and, and as we go forward they're going to be longer and longer periods of silence but there's always stuff going on so you don't need to worry you just need to do get on with your life and when something is there to worry about worry about it but don't worry otherwise like silence is not ever you know we'll say when this is over and that's going to be the last tweet from every action but that's probably not going to be for a couple of years um so yeah mp meetings so i said we've got this meeting with the leader of the lib dems um there are other sort of 
there's other stuff going on in that space, but it's, it's again, it's just some of it's more speculative. FRI requests, again, there's just information gathering because we don't have, and it wasn't in the investigation or the documentation that the Gambling Commission used to assess the application. Um, we're due to have some questions back from them, which they said they'd answer after we met them. Uh, we're waiting for those. Again, this is all evidence gathering. It's nothing significant, but again, it's just to show there's all these other stuff going on. The credit cards, and again, this is important. You know, at the end of the day, if there are people that can get money back from credit card uh, claims, because, you know, we've been told via the QCs that there's a reasonable chance of it, um, then that's great. And so Lee Day, again, for, 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 for you know, well, this is a no win, no fee. So obviously, if they're successful, they get a fee, but they're going to explore this still on a no fee basis to see what the possibilities are. So they're going to help right to um, there's a, I can't remember the body, but there's a body. I think it's the FOS um, or, or maybe even the FCA as well. They're going to basically still write to a couple of bodies and try and engineer uh, a situation where people can claim back money if they deposit it with credit cards. And that would be great. And that would lower the total commitment, even if it's by a few million, but at least some people get some money back. Um, and yeah, there's just, there's always stuff going on. So, so that's that. Awesome. Um, just before we do some quick Twitter questions, there was a uh, Twitter account called the public need to know, which is at the public NTK. New gambling commission to appeal information commissioners uh, order to release financial information held on bet, bet index. Reason for appeal not clear yet, likely due to the disclosure leading to loss of trust with gambling operators. Like, is there anything there? Yeah, there may be. Again, I'd say, I'll just say this again. Like, and I think this is maybe why people get into certain positions. Like, every, like, just everyone should just relax over everything that happens now. Like, relax determination. Like, yes, so that I can see this here. Everyone knows about it, and, and we and and it's kind of not that relevant as as well as being relevant. It's obviously very very relevant, and it's interesting, and it'll be pursued and followed, and whatever needs to happen from it will happen. But that's going to happen anyway on the other side when we push for. Um, you know, this actual full investigation, which basically gives someone the powers to force the gambling commission to give over the information. So again, it's just, this is all, whenever you see anything, there's nothing, there's nothing ever until something happens that's going to be like a smoking gun or a silver bullet or like a gold mine or like a death grenade. Like there's, it's just, everything's okay. And there may be something here and we'll follow it. Other news will come out. I'm sure that may look a bit more disappointing. It's not something else will seem like it's you know the holy grail it's not it's just a process like i'm just going to reiterate it's just process 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 and then you narrow it down to the chances to, to the chances of something working out awesome okay um should we wrap up by you answering any twitter questions that came in or do you think you yeah. kind of not i'll the just head? flick through just see um i mean so someone's asked why there's no case against the gambling commission. So again, cases against regulatory, regulatory bodies are basically extremely difficult. And in this case, especially at this stage, it's just, it, there's just no, it's no point to it or grounds for it. It's just not, a, it's not an option. So I mean, uh, Matt, Matt has actually just tweeted regarding the public need to know thing about 28 minutes mm -hmm. ago. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. The lack of transparency, transparency from the uh, gambling uh commission is particularly unacceptable when so many people have been harmed if they're serious about turning the corner and finally acting like a regulator they'll open up their books and learn all the lessons from 
this mess. So yeah, I don't, I don't really have any other comments on that. I just wanted to read it out. Yeah, okay. Um, then lead a day, do they still need to do their deposits down? the lead day request you don't for the moment that was just an exploratory thing to see what the level of the credit card claims are they're going to now investigate the possibility of credit card claims if they find out that they can and they think they can then they'll ask everyone to to, to make sure they do their um deposit figures for fi but if you haven't done it yet um do do it if you can but it's not the end of the world right now um just i think that's probably it what happens if we don't get any money back to the do they own the idea of football index start up again? I, I, any game, I don't know. Any game like that is going to need a gambling license. These guys won't start it up. I don't think that's relevant. I don't think. Was there anything else you wanted to ask? Um, no, I didn't have anything else. Okay. Yeah. Look, as I said, we we're in a position where we thought we would be. We just need to keep. Everyone just needs to keep going when the time is needed to keep going, and when it's not just you know go about your life but we're just going into a process which is a little bit unknown but we're doing it the way that it has to be done and so just stick to the process awesome all right well thank you so much for taking the time out mate obviously this is you know likewise after work and stuff and we're both um putting a bit of time uh aside to kind of do this but I just want to stress it's absolutely nothing compared to the behind the scenes work that's happened from you know, ASP, uh, Dave, um, Matt Zarbs, and, and so many others that I don't know off the top of my head, but like, just, just want everyone to, to kind of care. keep in mind that like the thing that ASP said about taking the time to like really get behind things, but like think about how many hours have been invested from, um, the people behind FI action and think about like how little time it would take you to write to an mp or um you know tweet something retweet something like something it's not difficult let's all get behind it great awesome thank you very much everyone for listening uh have a great day and uh talk to you all soon